When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, it's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, big tip of the cap to Elijah Herbal. Big uh, thanks to you, Big Cat, for hanging out, holding her down. I, I, I got in from Epley, good flight, got a little nap, did not use the drink tickets. I'm uh, raring to go. Brady Altman's with us. It's up to you for making it down here following the flight. Yeah. It's, you're it's a, different. I'm not sure about... about about you, but I would have said, oh, yeah, my flight doesn't get in until 9. Yeah, I guess I'm just gone for the whole night. <laughs> big week. We, we got a big week. Uh, high school basketball coming up as well. Brady Oltman's with us from Ale Varsity. Brady, let's talk about uh, the Riola moment. Thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, short notice. Appreciate you doing so. And tell me your read-in to the weekend, the impact and ultimately hear the, the, the sway a weekend like last weekend, seeing your uncle, of course, could have for the uh, the number one quarterback in 2024. Yeah, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, there was really no indication at all. Um, I had got a, a little bit of a notice just in that um, kind of rumor spottings of him in, at Epley, and I – kind of just brushed those off because I, I hadn't been told anything that they were going to make an impromptu visit. I knew Dominique had said something at some point that because of family, it wasn't really a dead period for him, but I kind of, I, I didn't know what to make of that. I didn't figure that that would include a visit. And then we got kind of confirmation. I think it was um, our buddy Mitch Sherman over at the athletic um, got it confirmed that they were in the Rayola family uh, the Arizona Rayola family was visiting the Rayola family in Lincoln. Um, and then they showed up at the game. And I think, I mean, it was a big game. They, it wasn't solely like, you know, they're going to make this a, a pseudo recruiting trip at all. I mean, if you're going to visit family, that Nebraska men's basketball game was a pretty big ticket in town where a lot of people were. So you could, you could kind of, you know, brush that off, I guess. Um, the, the indication I kind of got, out after it and kind of the hearsay was you know dylan was pretty blown away um just he got a standing ovation he to his credit you know was kind of egging the crowd on through the bones and stuff there and i you know i I know he's a top 10 top five at one point the number one you know recruit in the country but he's still a teenager and i think this whole situation could really wear on a kid of his stature but he seemed to really enjoy that. And he seemed to really be calm and poised throughout this whole recruiting process. And I think that you, you tend to admire that about a young man, especially a young football player. And then especially, especially a young quarterback. 
Um, I think that that's, that's kind of the prevailing moment. And now um, it's just kind of sit and wait and see what happens in the next month. Brady, tell me about the university trying to ride that fine line between this being, you know, just a visit to the uncle and it being a recruiting visit. I mean, whenever you hear, oh, well, Dylan's in the suite right next to, uh, to Matt Rule, and oh, now he's sitting in the AD's seats courtside. How is Nebraska riding that fine line? What kind of, of loophole are they able to use here with Uncle being on staff? Well, the I think that the general loophole is just their, the proximity that they're able to be in via Donovan being on staff. Um, I haven't got it confirmed or anything about the logistics of like, you know, if um, like imagine it being the, like a 1960s cartoon where one person's in one room and then they move and then, you know, they're trying to like a Simpson style kind of cartoon where they're moving around. So they're not in the same room together. Um, I don't, I haven't gotten that locked down or confirmed on how they're doing that, but it's, you've got to imagine that they've, I, I, I don't know if they were aware, but Donovan might've been aware that they were coming, hence hosting them. I think that there has to be some sort of contingency plan that the university has had that says, okay, well, you know, what are we allowed to do? And then how much, you know, what, how, what's the most we can do allowable, you know, through NCAA rules. So I think there's probably been some sort of um, troubleshooting for such a scenario. Brady Altman's with us here on Hail Varsity Radio. And uh, find him on Twitter at Brady Altman's. Let's talk about the race right now for Dylan Riola's services. And to your knowledge, the, the visit list with Georgia, the visit list with, and he's been to SC already, and then Nebraska that, that March 24th, 25th weekend. Kind of lay out where things in your mind are at right now. Yeah, you took a trip to see Uncle Donnie uh, during a dead period. You're going to have uh, a chance to, to do more visits, uh, unofficial visits. And, you know, where's Nebraska in this race right now? I mean, I don't, I, I'm not trying to ask a, a stupid question. It, it, it's, it's pretty obvious and evident. But that said, SC and Georgia aren't they've, – they've been in these battles. They've won these battles. Other Georgia's not closed on a – on a, on a, uh, they missed out on Arch Manning, I guess, is, is their recent history. Yeah, yeah. So the easiest way to break it down is kind of since the, the Polynesian Bowl, um, there were four schools, Nebraska, USC, Georgia, and Oregon. Oregon has kind of fallen off. They had a good tie with Dan Lanning because um, or- Georgia was the first school to offer Dylan. He had a good relationship there and kind of followed Dan, and now it kind of seems like Oregon's not as much of an option. Uh, so that leaves Nebraska, USC, and Georgia. As I said, Georgia was the first school to offer him two-time defending national champion. They've made a lot of inroads, but they're also pursuing other other quarterbacks. Uh, that I don't know if is really a make or break. I can't imagine it would be a break. Hence, you know, him still entertaining Georgia, and he's planning to visit Georgia. I think a week before he's scheduled to visit Nebraska. Um, Kirby Smart uh, video chatted uh, Dylan from the locker room after the national championship um last january and that's a pretty big you know recruiting hook if you can get it i guess um so there's a lot of ties there obviously with usc you've got uh, lincoln riley who's coached three heisman winning quarterbacks um and they've got a lot of uh, a litany of talent there including malachi nelson you know one of the top quarterbacks of this recent recruiting class and then you've got nebraska which 
hasn't really had a premier quarterback recruit for a while um, or and perennially, you know, not really a five-star destination or a destination for five-star recruits, I should say, but they have that connection. Uh, Matt Rule's coaching staff has really kind of hit it out of the ballpark in terms of gaining ground and getting in a, you know, a finalist capacity with Dylan to the point where they're, they're hosting him, you know, March 25th, March 24th weekend with a bevy of other four-star, five-star recruits and hoping to gain a little bit of momentum out of that. Yeah, Brady, that, that recruiting weekend at the end of March, it doesn't feel like a coincidence, the fact that Dylan Ryle flipped his official visit so it would be that weekend whenever there's a lot of high-level kids in town. It almost feels like the first chance at peer recruiting for Dylan Ryle. And I don't want to say this is a done deal. We kind of went through this back in hour one. But as it stands right now, Nebraska is the clear favorite with a weekend like that where it's your final official visit of the spring. you got a whole bunch of kids on campus, some five-stars, some four-stars. A lot of chances for Dylan Ryle to you know make some inroads with some of these other guys Nebraska's recruiting. That does feel like, you know, a, a chance for Nebraska to really put together something special in this class of 2024 that weekend. Yeah, you know, it's the old parlance where you want to be either the first one, you know, the first place to visit, or you want to leave the lasting impression and be the last place that a kid visits. Those are, in the history of recruiting, those are, you know, kind of the two spots you want to be in. Um, I, and I kind of wrote about this in my column this morning for for Hale Varsity is it's, him coming that weekend, it's about in the recruitment of Dylan Rayola is about more than him. I mean, you get him in, obviously, he's a big part, you know, of potential program altering trajectory quarterback. But you've got all those kids in there. They want to play with other big time talents. Um, Dylan's a pretty personable guy and, and a young man who's a student of the game. I mean, he's worked with Matt Stafford. He's worked with some other um, NFL quarterbacks that uh, Dominique Rayola has had, you know, connections with in the NFL to coach him up. I know when he's, when he's visited Nebraska before he's visited with uh, Casey Thompson and has talked with Nebraska quarterbacks and Nebraska quarterback coaches about ball, you know, and just kind of picking their brains. So I, I think that he's there, there's no secret in to having all of those big time caliber guys together. And I think that if you can get uh, like, if you were a five-star or four-star receiver, somebody who wants to play with Dylan Rayola and you see that he's, you know, really vibing the visit. If it's good enough for him, a lot of those kids say it might be good enough for me and they might take Nebraska a little bit more seriously uh, coming out of that weekend. Brady Altman's with us from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Catch his Riola recap and do so HaleVarsity.com. Get the subscription, digital, print, HaleVarsity.com backslash offer. So let's talk timeline here. Uh, for an announcement, Eddie, Eddie Scuttlebutt on on a date uh, after the the month of March. Is it going to be an April, a May? Because um, quarterbacks pretty much pull the trigger first, and that's your that's your your foundation for a lot of classes for a lot of schools. I haven't heard anything directly in terms of timeline. Um, I I think. I keep going back to something that Dylan had said in a previous interview, which is that uh, words from his father were keep the, keep the circle small, you know, keep your inner circle pretty small and don't really let people know what you're kind of thinking. Um, and I think that he, they've done a really good job of keeping it close to the best hint, you know, the, uh, the visit this last weekend that they kept a secret until it couldn't be a secret anymore. Uh, I, my general viewpoint is to keep kind of the same timeline that they had last year when he committed to Ohio state. Now, I, I tend to think maybe he might 
commit a little bit earlier just because of the proximity and the, you know, the timing of his visit in late March. Maybe he lets a couple of weeks sink in to decide that's really where he wants to be. Um, and then he kind of figures out what to do and then, you know, watch the dominoes start to fall in the couple of weeks after with potential other recruits. Um, and if it's good news for Nebraska, you know, that could be a windfall. But then also if, if he ends up going a, a Georgia or a USC route, then Nebraska's got to be a little bit more pedal to the metal on other kids like a Danny Kaline, you know, out of Bellevue West, a very capable quarterback. He just has the unfortunate circumstance of being a quarterback in this class, you know, coming out of Nebraska. And I think that especially if Dylan's off the table, he'd be a guy that they would really want to try to seal a commitment on pretty quick thereafter. Brady, do you think Nebraska would take two? When you mentioned Daniel Kalen, do you think Nebraska would take two quarterbacks this cycle? Or do you think that that's kind of what sets Nebraska apart from these other schools is that they are solely focused on one guy and that guy is Dylan, Dylan Ryle, excuse me. I, I haven't really gotten an indication that they go after two guys. I think they've, they've, they've liked, they like Danny, uh, you know, guys like Anthony Rezacs, you know, great caliber of, of talent there and we in nebraska has some good quarterbacks even a carson ronner out of elkhorn south again they just have the unfortunate circumstance of being in this particular recruiting class with the top you know recruit i i i think that they're they're all in on dylan that i don't they if they take a, a quarterback later on that might be something but he is top priority number one and if if it's maybe a make or break thing that they get another quarterback in this class, they'll, they'll stick with Dylan, but they've also, I, I tend to think that this might be the one that they get. They've got a couple of guys still on roster and a couple of guys who might mentor or, or compete with him once he gets here. Cause I think he is going to be a, a spring enrollee um, after this, after this uh, upcoming fall season. Uh, and then they'll look at quarterbacks kind of in the, the recruiting classes to come. Eddie, insight on on the the communication between Casey Thompson and, and Riola I the thing I, I get from Casey is that he's Casey's a team guy uh, I think we saw that last year in the way that it played out I mean he I think he has a little different leadership mantra mentality than a lot of Nebraska fans might be used to uh, and and he took a beating you know like, but even before he got injured, that I think back to that Rutgers game where he got knocked down and touched, you know, his first nine dropbacks, and eventually he got up and you know the offensive line was looking to pound knuckles with him, and Casey gave a cold shoulder to a couple of them, and it was pretty obvious like he's not happy, but he kept coming back. He's a leader by you know his nature, the way that he's built. He's clearly a great student, having now you know he could basically go for his doctorate now if he wanted to, and. I, I think he, he enjoys that process of it. He enjoys passing on his knowledge and picking the brains of other people to, to, to get into it. And I think that if you're in his shoes, you kind of like to, to talk with a, a guy of a Dylan Rayola who's also learned from other NFL greats and who has kind of learned along the way, now going to go and play for the guy who coached Spencer Rattler in, in high school, you know? No, that makes a ton of sense and, and tap into all the information Available for sure. Brady Altman's great information with HaleVarsity.com and magazine. You can find him on Twitter at Brady Altman's. Brady, thanks for uh, giving us a few minutes today. Thanks for jumping on, man, and great intel there on Riola and his visit. Yeah, guys, happy to talk anytime. Appreciate it, man. Good to spend time with him. We will no doubt probably rope him in on Friday again. 
got a busy uh, schedule of state basketball this week and next. So excited about that. Wait, you're telling me we have other things to do this week besides talk about Dylan Raiola? Not really today, but... Um, See, I was going to say, like, there was my plans for the entire week. I thought it was going to be Dylan Raiola early and often all week long. I well, got uh, to prepare, you're telling me? No, no, you're, you're, you're all right. You're all right. <laughs> Tomorrow, prepare to, uh, to get your red out and uh, find your way down to Rosie's. Uh, 10th and P is where we want to see you, uh, just south of the embassy. And uh, we get there at 4. We kick it off. We tip it off 4 to 6, Nebraska-Michigan State. They tip at 8. That means there's time for you to get wings, time for you to get a burger, time for you to get a cold one, and then uh, be there, be loud, and see if Nebraska can will their way to another victory. Sparty's coming in wounded. They're coming in injured. Nebraska's been as hot as it gets, but a great atmosphere will be at Rosie's tomorrow. Downtown Rosie's, 10th and P4-6. to 6. Come see us. Coach Jeff Smith on the way with Hale Varsity.